Do you want a book that will inspire and challenge you? Evangelizing Catholic Culture, New Vision for the New Creation is that book. It's a call for spiritual renewal within the Catholic Church. There is an entire generation of people searching for authentic purpose in their lives who desire to serve the proclamation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and live a rich life of personal holiness. This is an exciting challenge to those who desire to live a deep and rich Christian way of life. Written by Father David Tickerhoof, you are sure to be inspired. Sold on Amazon, in print, and Kindle. Get your copy today. Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture Podcast Show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. Good morning to everyone. This is Father David Tickerhoof. I'm presenting this show or this presentation while in my room at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. I'm observing a beautiful day, but a very cold day. The title of this uh, presentation is The Historical Roots of Secular Humanism. The stress and process of the current pandemic places many unexpected challenges in our lives which are not always easy to handle. Shutting down of churches, government mandates, confusing reports, fear of infection, and lasting, lastly, our own personal faith responses, to name just a few. We did not just arrive at this cultural dilemma recently. This societal breakdown has been coming for some time. What are some of the significant movements in the past that have contributed to our current, quote, state of affairs, unquote. In Europe, in the 17th and 18th centuries, a major movement emerged entitled the Enlightenment. This social, events hap this social event happened in strong reaction against the mandates, prescriptions, and controls of Christian belief systems, especially Catholicism. For some academic professionals, this was an honest attempt to search for the truth beyond the rules and regulations and the teaching of the current Christian communities and of the current society. Acting against the societal faith norms, acting against the societal faith norms in control, it eventually led to an abandonment of essential established ways of life, producing a complicated ferment against the peaceful balance of the age. In short, it consisted in an aggressive attempt to separate the principles and values of humanism 
from their Christian foundations. This movement emphasized a purely scientific and rational approach to human realities and the truth, truths of human life. The Enlightenment held and promoted an exclusive approach to truth that did, all, did away with biblical revelation, supernatural beliefs, the Ten Commandments, and no need for God we don't need God to live a moral, meaningful, truth-filled way of life. If God remained in the picture, he was pushed off to the outer margins of existence. Of course, the church soundly resisted this movement, sometimes violently. This movement impacted all the domains of human reality. Specifically, for example, in the French Revolution, its aggressive momentum ignited the fire of violent rebellion against the Catholic Church. Bishops, priests, religious, and many lay men and women were brutally put to death. Even though several popes and church leaders proclaimed its errors, this philosophy or this religion or spirituality of secular humanism caught on significantly affecting the thinking and lifestyle of Europeans, and by the way, made major inroads in the emerging way of life of many Americans. The European brand of the Enlightenment, influential among the French, tended to fuel the thinking and ideals of the founding fathers of our country, along with the ideas of deism. The beginnings of the American ideals, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, were encouraged by France, who supported the Founding Fathers in their efforts to be free from English domination. Political. The Statue of Liberty was a gift to the United States from France. Benjamin Franklin made frequent, lengthy visits to France. He was very comfortable with the more modern view of enlightened life and personally espoused those principles in his lifestyle. Many of our Constitution fathers really held the belief system of deism, which is the core of the Unitarian faith. This re religion holds to faith in one God, unity in one God, However, an individual is left to develop a humanistic, spiritual, or religious way of life without any or very little demands on the individual. One is pretty much free to carve out a good and moral life stance by humanistic efforts alone, while placing our efforts in deciding our own truth about life or one's self-enlightened humanism. Thus, the principles and values of the Enlightenment and Deism infiltrated the spirit and reasoning of our nation. Over a relatively short period of time, the spirit, principles, and values of Enlightenment, of enlightened human liberalism, captured the social atmosphere. The thinking and development of the, quote, American dream, unquote, wealth and attitudes of comfort, affluence, scientific advancement, social and economic control infused and infiltrated the American way of life. 
Over the last 70 years, these accepted and promoted realities have nurtured and matured in our society, expanding and deepening among the peoples of our country. All the while infiltrating the minds and the heart and the relationships of our citizens and our young people and subtly producing a new religious or spiritual humanism called secular humanism. A neo-pagan approach to personal and relational human life. Secular humanism is a worldview and a way of life. It believes God is not necessary to be moral. As a spiritual state of being, it presumes that human beings are capable of being ethical or moral without being religious or believing in a deity. Along with this is an understanding and conviction that secular humanism is a way of life that continually adapts searching for truth through science and human reason and experience and various, various philosophies. It consists in a worldview that is primarily concerned with the promotion of human welfare in this world and in, in this world only. Secular humanism denies the subordination of human dignity and happiness to supernatural realities. It would reject religious faith and hold distrust in absolutes where the, when they are religiously proposed, rejecting moral absolutes in any form. You can see how this could open to practices of immorality and ethical confusion, such as abortion, euthanasia, etc. Our moral sense of which concluded in blind alley our moral sense of which concluded in blind alley leading to mental confusion. Secular humanism would lead in many cases to a moral relativism, ethical bankruptcy, and religious indifference. Now, how did this infect, affect the church? In the latter part of the 19th century, secular humanism emerged in a world and specifically in the church as a movement entitled modernism. It was a strong effort to liberalize the, quote, tight, unquote, tight laws, principles, and practices of external Catholic life. The popes of the time engaged in an aggressive effort to eliminate its influence from Catholic life. Pius X, he was pope from about 1903 to about 1913. Pius X took a fearful shutdown approach to this invasive cultural influence. Leo XIII, who preceded him, was followed, came before him, was followed, followed in the papacy, before him was more open to defeat this cultural disintegration by opening the doors to evaluation, study, and constructive adaptation. This approach encouraged intellectual reassessment of scripture, liturgical development, and a major review of pastoral theological considerations. In short, it was an honest attempt to curtail the negative effects of the Enlightenment and its brainchild 
modernistic secular humanism. Some would say that this effort would unintentionally open the door for its advancement in the 20th century and its 21st century, the 21st century maturation. For example, a case where a prominent official publicly referred to the grace of God leading him while at the same time supporting and promoting the practice of abortion and the enterprises of planned parenthood. Years of study and planning transpired before John XXIII announced the opening of Vatican II in 1961, which concluded in 1965. The documents of the Council are a sound presentation of the teaching designed to move the Church into a fresh, authentic adaptation of the Church in the modern world. The aftermath in the Church became a major struggle. Pope Paul VI did his best to steer the ship in a positive and fruitful direction. But the inroads of the Enlightenment and modernism caused controversy so that this positive effort would not be the case. Eventually, confusion, reaction, and misrepresentations emerged, while we still suffer, which we still suffer from these today, and even with an increased intensity. Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict firmly promoted a principle entitled, quote, the hermeneutic of continuity, unquote. What is that? It was a standard for the implementation of the traditional teaching of the Catholic Church. Pope Francis is committed to the teaching and values of Vatican Council II. His approach appears to be on an emphasis to adapt the council teaching to the areas in the church and world where human life is taking place and where justices, justices are ignored and the poor suffer the consequences. Therefore, without compromising authentic traditional Catholic teaching, he seems to be attempting to move the church where human life is happening. In this regard, he appears to be a supporter of meaningful and just uh, socialism. Obviously, this approach is not going down well with some members of the church, led by some members of the hierarchy. This opposition has become an intense battle, which has reached the proportions of a new scandal. It has become a complicated mess. This battle has some relationship to society struggle and adherence to the pseudo-spirituality and religiosity of contemporary secular humanism. Pope Francis's hesitation to present clear Catholic moral teaching, especially in the areas of sexuality and family life, is very upsetting in some since members of the Catholic Church, for some members of the Catholic Church, now, in all honesty, this concern really needs, by all, significant attention. May we ourselves, personally, do a life review to discern if we have been infested with the disease of the spirituality, religious spirituality of secular humanism. Have we been influenced or adopted or caved into some of the aspects of the religion and spirituality of secular humanism, even if we unintentionally ingested these discordant values to some degree into the ambient environment or culture 
of our American life. We personally, and as a, ch a church, need to take a good look at this. May we pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of the life of the Spirit, the life of God in our midst. We thank you for the clear teaching the church has presented to us in its theological background to help us become the saints, the holy people that God wants us to be, and to help us enter into not just charity, but compassionate humanistic love for our brothers and sisters that suffer around us. We call upon you, O Holy Spirit, to bring about the reforms and the renewal that really brings the truth of holiness and the gospel and the teaching of the church to fruition in the works that we do and in the spiritual and corporal works of mercy in which we serve. And we ask this in and through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.